1: Hello, everyone. My name is Wanda McKinley. I am your host for the evening, along with Stephanie Kennedy-Alfred. I am the founder of a nonprofit organization called We Are Survivors. We Are Survivors is a 501c3, and our purpose is to provide a stable environment for abused and battered men, women, and children as well as providing temporary shelter, counseling, and employment training. We Are Survivors' vision is to empower and enhance individuals' view when it comes to abusive situations and learning how to be self-sufficient in society. We Are Survivors is focused on providing in uplifting individuals and showing them what a new perspective of a normal life should be by enhancing and elevating them. I am a survivor of domestic violence. I was molested from the age of 7 to 12. And 7 is the earliest I can remember due to the traumatic events that brought the molestation to my attention. So I know that I was younger, but that's just the age that I can recall. And then from the age of 13 to 18, I was raped by my biological father as well as my stepfather. I thought I escaped abuse, and I met my ex-husband at 19. And he was sexually, financially, verbally, emotionally, and physically abusive, and I was with him for 12 years. God has called me to be transparent so that I may help men, women, and children who may have or still be walking in my shoes. Now, I know I'm getting ready to say hello to Stephanie, and I do know she is out in the back running errands, so we may hear a little noise in the background, but it should not last that long. Stephanie, how are you doing today?
2: I am wonderful. What about yourself?
1: I am sleepy, but I'm excited about our guest. I'm super, super excited. I am too.
0: It's up for her.
1: Yes, it is. I'm so proud of her. She has no idea. And because we have a special guest today, we're going to do our fundraising opportunities. I'm going to use that word. Fundraising opportunities for last. And I um, do want to touch bases about some of the events that we have coming up. What is this end of March. So I do know we have the one that is really important. Well, I have a lot that is important. I do want to support and I don't want to say shout out. I do not like these shout out. But my designer, Ms. Tina Peters King, is having a, she's involved in a women's conference which is actually April 8th, and uh, I will be there because I am modeling in that show. So um, when that comes closer, I will have more information. She will also be on our television show, which is April 7th, that that Friday leading into the two-day women's conference that she's a part of. I do want to also acknowledge... The fact, April fifteenth, Unique, who is also a survivor of domestic violence, has a it's a short film, short movie actually called Shattered Love, and she actually produced this. And I see Tynisha is going. It is Saturday, April fifteenth, from seven thirty to nine thirty p.m. and that's at Space Studios. On 1499 Regal Row Suite 505 And this is actually A private screening So I think if you had not Already checked that you were going I do believe last week She had one seat left So if you didn't get that seat I'll be talking about it You've missed out We have a One mile walk May 6th Saturday, May 6th. That's part of the One Run Women's Conference. And that's uh, at 8 a.m., 8 to 2. That's also, I'll get more information to you when that becomes closer. Then we have what is really important is the second annual Survivors Luncheon. And this is going to be a very nice event It is a free luncheon for survivors This is the second year We are survivors Had a table last year We have a table again this year And I was just told Saturday That I'll be speaking About three minutes Because the organization will be acknowledged That is Saturday, May 13th two, uh, 2017 It's From 11.30am to one it is at the Hilton Garden Inn, 800 North Main Street, Duncanville, Texas. It's business casual. You have to register. You have to register before April, on or before April 13th, because even though it is free, they need a headcount. And you can go to www.anniesgiftsoflove.org, and that's A-N-N-I-E-S-G-I-F-T-S-O-F. L-O-V-E.org. It's a free luncheon, And, of course, got a couple more we want to just throw out there. Uh, July 21st and 22nd, we have the Run Women's Conference that we are survivors is also being acknowledged. So you want to put that on your calendar. And then, of course, we have our humongous International Women's Conference, which is August 25th and 26th. That is becoming very exciting just to see it all come together. You do not want to miss that, and that is August 25th and 26th. Of course, as it gets closer, we'll give out more information. We have a few other things that are scheduled, but as those dates, we have a couple of things in October. When they become closer, then I'll bring those up as well. Because one of the events has not been set in stone yet. But I promise you, when we had it in 2015, it was a moving event. You don't want to miss it. The spirit was so high. It was awesome. Now, oh, before I get to my special guest, I'm so excited. I do want to let people know We Are Survivors now have a television show, and it's called We Are Survivors with Wanda McKinley. It is actually every first and third Friday, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, for those that might be listening in Dallas, Texas. And we do have a Facebook page. It is We Are Survivors with Wanda McKinley, which is pretty much the same as the radio show. And you can watch us live on there, or you can go to powerplayradio.com, push the live power TV button that they have on there, and you can watch us on the Internet. And we, for the, it's been a month, and the outpour and the support is amazing, but we want to keep plugging and let you all know that listen to the radio show. We thank you. But now we also have a television show, First and Third Fridays, that you can actually see our faces. You can't see our faces now. So, you know, we can be in our pajamas, and you would never know. But on Our television show, we actually have to be dressed because you actually get to see us. So just put that on your calendars the first and third Fridays. Now, I'm going to stop talking because I'm going to introduce my special guest. This young lady is 19 years old. So for those that are listening already, you ought to be thanking God because she's 19. She is a proud survivor. I know those who follow me, I have my hashtag, I am a proud survivor. Because I didn't ask what happened to me to be done. And when I met this young lady, we both didn't know what was going to transpire. We didn't know what was going to take place. And because she didn't know me and I didn't know her, I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger. Show love. Because so many times over the span of my life I've been taught the wrong Meaning of love and as An adult I now Can truly Love someone on my own accord So when I reached out To hug her she kind of looked at Me and she was like well I don't really know What to do Me being me I understood Because I am a survivor I thank God Because at the End of our meeting We bonded because little Did she know we Had so many similarities And she's a beautiful young Lady beautiful But like so many other Survivors and victims we feel like We're by ourselves we feel Like no one understands us we Feel like this only happened to me How could anybody understand But when God Is in the mix when he has his Hands on you, and when he has ordained what you're doing, it is amazing to watch him work, because when we left where we met, she hugged me, and I don't think till probably this moment she knew how much that meant to me, because the walls and the barriers that were there had been brought down. Because now she knows and realizes we're on the same playing field. We're equal. I may be older, but we're equal. And so I'm really excited. I'm really proud of her because it takes, for adults, it takes a lot of courage for us to talk about what has occurred to us. Without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you all, I already know her, Tynesha Wade, how are you?
0: I'm good.
1: Great. Thank you for coming on our show, hon.
0: And thank you for giving me the opportunity <laughs> to tell my story. Oh, no,
1: it is truly an honor. I Like I said, I am so proud of you. And um, just even the short time that I've known you, the leaps and bounds and the growth that you have already done. And what about, has it been a month? If, it, if it's if it been a month, that's just how much you've, you, I've seen tremendous growth in you, so I'm really proud of you. And like I told you from day one, you will always have my support and I'm always here for you. And before I sit here and talk to you, just you and I, like we do a lot, I want to be quiet and allow you to tell your story so that you can share your story because I know one of your dreams is to help other young ladies. So I'm going to be quiet and allow you to talk. It's like you're talking to me. Um, I don't know where to start. Um, Start from the... I you start from the beginning how old was your first incident, how old were you just from the beginning how however you whatever age you feel comfortable starting with
0: i was I was nine um when my stepbrother attempted to rape me, and i I was shocked. I didn't know how to take all that in, especially at such a young age, um, I didn't tell nobody about it because I didn't know if they would believe me or not or just laugh at me. So I just held it in and had a best friend come along, and she pretty much told my mom. My mom didn't do anything about it. She was just like, well, it's too late, and after that, I just distanced myself from my mom and a lot of stuff was going on in the house at the time um my mom was cheating on her husband, and I still to this day don't know if it was a a um i really don't know the word for it, but I don't know if it was something that triggered his anger and sadness, but he um started drinking more, and he would
2: um He would. Take your time, baby.
1: I wish I was there with you. Just take your time. There is no rush.
0: He said that I slept, walk. I probably did. I don't know. But I would have these dreams that I would be being touched. Well, my little brother. Walked, um, saw around the corner that I was being touched in my sleep. And at first I didn't believe him until I set it up myself and I acted like I slept, walked, and which was pretty much like the worst thing to do. But I wanted to see if it was actually happening. So when I did that, um, he led me back to my room and laid me across my bed and started rubbing my legs, my thighs, and touched my vagina with his finger and actually put his finger in my vagina. And I shot up. And I really didn't know how to deal with that because I looked at this man as like he was my father due to me not Mm -hmm. having my father in my life. He was a father figure to me until that situation happened. Um, At the time, I really couldn't say anything to my mom because she had just OD'd and was sent to the hospital. So when she did come back, I was in school and I was dealing with it. And I started doing stuff that I had no business doing. I was sneaking out the house thinking that it was okay. Okay thinking that that was going to make me feel better just to get away from the, the home that I was in because at the time I was miserable. And it made the situation worse. Um, they started beating on me, and I got tired. And the worst mistake that I did was fight back. I fought my mom back, and most people will look at me like, that's your mom, well... Yeah, that that's my mom. She did give birth to me, but I have to protect myself. I I'm not going to have my type, my life taken out because of someone that's angry on the inside with herself. Still to this day, me and my mom, we're not on the right page. And I wish that we were because before all this stuff happened, me and my mom, we were we were like best friends. We always went out together for girl dates and all types of stuff. And I wish I could have it back. And I just really don't want it back now because I just don't see her the same anymore. But trying to talk to my mom about the situation still, it it doesn't work because her husband said the excuse was he mistake my, my vagina for a leg. And I could just sit wow. there. And I could look at my mom, and it, it was just sad to me. And the first person that I did tell was his daughter, which I still looked to her as my little sister. And I asked her. I said, "Hey, you know, do your dad have a history of touching women, beating women?" She didn't know what to say because she don't even fool with her own father. Um. So it's like pretty much I just ran away. I stayed gone for a long time. I think the max was, like, um, about a month and a half, and I was bumping couch to couch, you know, from friends to family, and I finally went to my auntie's, and my auntie read me, because she always knew me as a, a sweet, innocent little girl, and her husband also knew that something was wrong, because I was given, you know, signs of I, I pretty much cut everybody off and I was shut out. I didn't want nobody to know what happened because I didn't know how it would be taken. But mm-hmm. reaching out to my auntie the way that I did, she took me back to the house and made me um, say what he did in front of him. And still to this day, he does not deny it. And he also would kiss me in my mouth and and touch my butt. And my mom still is with this man to this day, and it it does bother me because she doesn't need to be with somebody like that. But I can't control what she does because she's a grown woman. But what I can do is get the help that I need because it affects my relationship to this day because I don't trust. And the most thing that I really want to do out here is open up an organization for young women that is going through things that I went through and what I'm still going through. I don't want somebody to hurt the way that I am hurting right now. And that's just one of my dreams. I want to help people. I want to reach out. Even if I feel like something is wrong, I want to reach out and talk. And the most the worst fear or the worst thing that could happen to a young a young girl a young woman out here is not having a mother in their life because they either choose a man over their kids or they just don't want to have that child, but mine. Is because she chose a man over her own blood. I don't know why. And personally, I don't care because I'm still going to do what I have to do. And it's time for me to put on my grown woman panties and grow up. And most people might be hearing me right now, but I just want to say that it's okay. It, it, It is okay because... I know that God God has me, and I'm definitely sure that he has you. And it just really hurts my heart if anybody is going through this right now because I know exactly how you feel. And I you're not alone. You're not alone at all.
1: Now, you said... Um, that you don't trust anyone anymore. Tell us how that has affected your relationship.
2: It um, give us like some it
1: examples.
0: It affected my relationship because I always felt like I always felt like um, he either wanted something from me or was using me. My mom was. I felt like my mom was using me because I um, have a disability, and I had no idea that I was even getting SSI. And I felt like that was like a run for my money, and it hurt my, my feelings because she didn't use the money on me. She used the money to supply for herself. I don't trust men like that because I never know what a man wants from me and most men try to control me and I feel like in my relationship that he tries to control me when really he doesn't he really wants to help me and if it was not for my boyfriend now I wouldn't even be here I've tried so many times to take my life because I felt like the pain was so hard to get through with But due to him and his mom pushing me to believe in myself, it has opened my eyes to see so much clearer than what I was seeing before.
1: Wow. You know, you still bring tears to my eyes because I know there's been an incident where – and we discussed this when we first met about your anger and how you become enraged. Can you talk about those incidents?
0: I um, the most thing I hate is being lied to. Lied to because that takes away all the trust that that I've built with with another person and. My mom has lied to me so many times, and I really couldn't say much because, you know, a child has to stay in a child's place. Mm -hmm. But even trying to talk to my mom about the situation, it still resulted into fights, and it was kind of difficult. And I decided to put myself in foster care, and it was it was the most difficult thing that could have ever happened to me besides the situation of being molested and beat on because it's bouncing house from house and living with girls that steal from you and just steal from you and lie on you and stuff. And it pretty much brought anger to me because my mom neglected me. My mom abandoned me, and I felt like I had nobody, which brought a lot of anger to me. And if somebody said something to me or they did something to me, even if they lied on me, stole from me, I would be ready to fight. And that's what I'm I'm dealing with right now because, I'm learning to communicate and how to talk with one another because if I assume something, it will start up an argument between me and my boyfriend, and it will result into a real big fight. And that, yeah, that hurts me that we get into fights because he helped me. He helped me out even when we are into it. He still checks on me and he calls me. And stuff. My mom, she don't call me like that. And I don't call my mom either like that, which most people out there probably like, why? Well, it's because so much has happened between us. I feel like I shouldn't be, I shouldn't come to her because I'm the child. But if I have to, which I've done before, I feel like it's just a waste of my time. Which just adds more anger to more anger to the problems, which isn't encouraging, but that's on my behalf, but don't do what I do because that's just gonna make the situation worse between whoever you're dealing with, which is why I'm working on myself because i am I am not. I really don't know how to word it, but I'm not in a good right now. And mm-hmm. that's why I'm I'm reaching out for help, because I need that help, because I want to be a better person.
1: And I can um, and will vouch for you, because I know that you want to be Better. You want to be different. You want the anger and the hurt to. We we as survivors. The the anger sometimes it's not as painful as it is every single day. There are your moments, and I know as a survivor, I will have those days. But I know that you really want to do and be better because when you had an incident between you and your boyfriend, you did call me. And like I've explained to you, it doesn't matter what time of day. If I don't answer, call me back. And you did that. And we talked. We talked for over an hour. And one thing that I've learned from you is that, yes, when you communicate and we you ex also learned and acknowledged that when you talk then you you clear your mind you you start thinking better, clearer and straighter, and the anger goes away, and we've both witnessed that change in you, so like I said, I do want to commend you because there are grown people that still don't acknowledge that, hey, I need to change. But as young as you are, and I tell you you all the time, you are so strong. And with that strength, with you being a survivor, it's going to propel you in life because there are going to be some tasks that come across your path that you're going to think this is impossible. But then you're going to think about what you've gone through, what you have already survived, and know, oh, I can do this in the blink of an eye. Now, even already, you mentioned that you want to help young ladies. You've already done that. Can you share that story with everyone else, the one that you shared with me?
0: Um, I was on Facebook at... I believe it was 2 o'clock in the morning, (laughs) and uh, my eyes just spotted out um, a post, and it said that she wanted to, something was telling her to drive off the highway. I instantly went into her DM, and I text her, I'm here for you. I don't know you but I want to help you. And wow. Ever since then, she I I got her number, she called me immediately and we just started talking because she felt alone. And I recently spoke with her and after after I told her my story of being alone and feeling neglected and all types of other emotions that I felt, she became a friend of mine that now reaches out to me whenever she feels lonely or upset about something. And I don't know what it is that I said to her, but now she she's a working woman who don't care if she's alone or not because I told her, you're not alone at all because God is beside you at all times. Even if you're asleep, even if you're awake, he's right there watching over you. Since then, she has been going to church, and I've been texting her every other day, "How you doing?" and stuff, and she'll reply back, "She's good," and she's found friends to comfort her. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. very proud of her for who she is now than what she was before.
1: And I know you've said that, but y'all, all of what you just said. About being there for someone else, you're proud of her, how she's changed. She's a different person from the first time she contacted you to now. Just that alone. If you just think about, like I told you, you are already changing lives. And you're not, and the thing about it is, it's so natural. And even though you're struggling, You're going through the things in your life where you are putting a mirror up to your face and identifying that these are things I see about myself that I need to change. These are things I'm working on, but yet still, you still reach out to others. And that's why for me, I just love your spirit. I love the fact, I hate But I love the fact that your history has made you the person that you are today. And you are going to touch, change, motivate so many people, so many people. And you're going to do it without trying. And that's why one of the things, and I reached out to you about you leading up our teenage group for, for we are survivors. Because you're you this would be great molding. So when you step out and have your own organization, hey, it'll be first hand nature it won't be second hand nature because you've done it already. And you said that you're not in a good place. That's when God uses you the most. It's when we feel like we're at our lowest point, where we feel like, oh, can nothing else go wrong? That's when God says, my child, now is the time. It's not when we think we're stronger or we're better. But when God says, now, and you're already doing it, you're already doing it. And I just want to commend you and motivate you constantly, 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 constantly praying for you because I, I know the pain because I was 19 years old and was going through and gone through some of the things. I was 19 and was pregnant and was going through abuse and I was pregnant. And I was like, oh, my God, where did I get myself into? Then I felt stuck because I'm pregnant. And the thing about you, you are focused on yourself. You are focused on getting yourself together. And, Tanisha, I I can't stress and express how proud I am of you. You, God has surrounded you, people that love you, because your boyfriend's mother, I text her, we text a lot, and I commend her as well, because she stepped into a mother's role to a young lady she didn't have to. And I met her in November, and she talked about you then in November. I had no idea the young woman I was going to meet. But you're surrounded by love. And I just want to say thank you for all the things that you're doing. I wanna continuously support you and be that person that you can turn to, that person that you can call on, that person when you're feeling those enraged moments, for you to call me and we'll talk we'll talk through it. Because one thing I keep stressing to you, God has something in store for you. And what I don't want to happen is that one moment when your rage becomes bigger than you, and then you act out on your rage, and that split second changes your life for the worst. That is why I always tell you, I don't care. You call me so that we can talk through that situation. And we both know once you talk through it, you calm down. So I will always reiterate to you, I'm always here. I'm going to open up the lines, too, because um, I do see that um, there are some survivors that are... um, On the line, and I want to give them an opportunity to say something to Miss Tynesha. If uh, you want to say something, the line is open. And do not have me call you out because I know who you are. Okay. Uh, Miss Fields, are are you going to say something?
0: Oh, God. I said she's
1: probably <laughs> talking to somebody else. <laughs> I, I'm talking to well. you.
2: <laughs>
1: How are you?
2: Hello. I'm doing well. How are you doing
1: today? I'm great. Now, Miss Fields, I know your story. Oh, my gosh, I know your story. And I, if you don't mind, just share. Can you share a smidgen with Tynesha? Because I need her to know. You and I, you know, we, uh, I'm not going to say up in age, but we're older than her. And <laughs> I, she has a support system of survivors. And I want, can you please tell her your survivor story?
2: Yes. Um, I am um, the last survivor of the bathtub murders, And, um, uh, It was just like a horrific thing for me. I woke up one night, and this man was in my house, and he raped me for almost three hours. He was in my house, and it was too much to bear on my own soul. And after dealing with that, uh, he ended up being killed on my birthday, but... Um, for years, even after he was killed, I struggled with uh, the fear of that and all of the emotions that came with it, the anger, you know, the questioning God and everything. I went from dealing with that issue to getting into a very bad abusive marriage and to the point to where I knew he was mad when he walked in the house. I knew that was going to be a day I was going to get beat up, you know, but I had to just, depend on God and make up in my mind that I just did not want that anymore and that once I got past that part of the, the terror from the situation itself, I had to make up in my mind that I was going to not let that take over my life for the rest of my life. And it was a hard thing because half the time you're scared, the other half of the time um, your self-esteem has been broken down so low that you don't even feel like you can muster up your own strength to stand and fight for yourself. But once you, you make up in your mind that you are strong enough, that, that you are enough and that you love yourself enough to fight for you and just just know that, that there's nothing that can hold you ba- hold you down or keep you bound. And it's just the trick of the enemy to keep you bound in that and make you feel like, you know, you're by yourself or you're all alone. And, and that whole situation from rape to molestation to abuse, it backs you back your own self into a corner of being alone. And so you feel like you're in this by yourself, but it's really a, a barricade that we make ourselves. And I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about because you shut yourself down to the world because you feel like you can't trust anybody. But at the end of the day, let me tell you something, girlfriend, you got this. If it's just you and God, you got this. You can scream, you can shout, you can cry, whatever you want to do. You can write yourself letters, you can write letters to God, and and those are the things that I've done and that I still do that give me strength. I find one scripture to stand on. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? And those are the things that help me fight. I encourage myself daily. I look myself in the mirror daily and I say, you are good enough. You are somebody in Christ. You you are a great woman. You are a great mother. You are a great woman of God. You can do this. There's not anything that you cannot do. There is nothing too hard for you to do because you can do all things through Christ Jesus. Those are the things that I tell myself because there are some dark places you can go into. But you've really got to... Speak to yourself, and I know that sounds crazy because you're your own worst enemy sometimes. And I hope I'm not rambling, but you're your own worst enemy sometimes. You're not. And- yeah, you, you, you're you your own worst enemy, and then it seems like, you know, you'll hear yourself telling yourself, I can't do that, or nobody loves me. You know, all of those things are things that I told myself, I wish somebody would just choose me. I wish somebody thought I was good enough to be loved. I, I wish, you know, that he could just see me and think that I was beautiful. I wish I was good enough for him. And then I woke up one day and realized, I'm too good for this fool, and that's what the problem is. Girl, get yourself together and get on with your life. And now he's calling, apologizing to me, and I'm like, okay, I, I forgave you. Now forgive yourself and move on because God gives me the strength daily to to go, keep moving. And, and sometimes it seems like you're in a million pieces and you feel hopeless because somebody made you feel like all the way pressed down into the ground. But you have to allow yourself permission to let it go because you can choose two things. You can choose to let it go and be happy, have joy, and move on with your life. Or you can sit there and you can choose to let the things that you've been through affect where you're going. I'm dressed today for where I'm going, not for where I've been. I'm not doing that anymore. And so when I wake up in the morning and I even feel a smidgen of that, I tell myself, I'm not doing that anymore. I tell the devil, get behind me, Satan. I'm not doing that anymore. The Bible says that I resist the devil and he will flee. I am wonderfully and fearfully made. I am the woman that God says that I am. I am that girl. I am not that woman that anybody is going to push over, and I'm not angry anymore. I'm not angry. I'm happy. You have to speak to yourself and choose that this is over. I am somebody, and it really helps me. And I hope that doesn't sound crazy, but it really helps me.
0: No, that's not crazy because I speak to myself, and I tell my I. If I'm upset about something, I talk to myself and I ask, "Is it really worth getting in an argument? Is it really worth getting into a fight? Is it really worth wasting my time?" Period. And I would, I, I'm not gonna answer myself, but it, it's like a, a voice that runs through my head and say, "No, it's not worth it." I read my Bible now, and I, I would text my boyfriend's mom to ask her about the the scriptures and she would you know, she would explain it to me and so would my boyfriend. And still to this day of three years being with him, I'm grateful and I'm I'm very happy that they chose to stay here and fight along with me. Because if it was not for them I I don't know where I would be, but it, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't even be good. I'm I'm just
1: like I I keep saying this because I really am. I've I've had the privilege, and I don't I don't really think. And a lot of people from the outside was like how you touched me or how you made a difference. And Tynesha really I saw me in her. At 19 And I told her I didn't have the strength Or the courage at 19 To do what she's doing And it is to me Remarkable And that's why I told her whenever she needs We're going to make sure That she has support Because she's doing Something that many people Cannot do And so I'm just Super proud And Ms. Fields, you did not ramble. Your story, to me, to be the last, the living survivor of a murderer, oh, my goodness, to live, to be, God was like, "Mm, no, you're going to live to tell this story. So, I thank you for listening and giving her some motivational and inspirational words. Actually, gave me some too because I was really listening to you. You can't never ramble when you're talking about God, when you're talking about what He can do and the goodness and the things that He brought us through, the things that we endured so that we can share our testimonies, show others that this is what God has brought me through. No, I do not look like what I've been through. And even when I was in church, before, way before We Are Survivors, I used to hear that all the time. It never registered to me, never. Now
0: when I hear it,
1: I can jump up and shout and run across the church because I don't look like what I've been through. And yet still emotionally and mentally, I still go through. I, I still have my moments where I become angry, but I'm by myself. It's not the fact that the anger is being taken out on someone. But I get mad still, because I'm human, as to why, God, this still had to happen to me. But when I come across someone like a Tanisha, I, man young lady, you've really touched me. You really have. And I just, I thank you. I I, will, I I don't know how many times I will thank you, but I do thank you for sharing your story. I, I do thank you for stepping out and being courageous. I do thank you even at 15 years old when you decided to put yourself in foster care because you felt that was better suited versus what you were going through. I just thank you for even acknowledging the fact that hey, I'm better than this, even at that age. Now, I know when we talked, um, our mother stories are similar. And one thing that I am doing, I am praying that that relationship is is mended, because there is nothing like a mother daughter relationship. And I explained to you, my mother told me for the first time about seven years ago that she loved me. I thought it was a joke. I didn't know how to receive it. I didn't even know what to say. It took me about two years to say I love you back, and it still felt funny and sounded funny coming from me. So I understand being in a relationship, a mother-daughter strained relationship. I understand getting into an altercation with your mother. Some people don't understand that, but I understand it because I did it as well. And so that's why I really commend you for saying, yes, I did this. Yes, this happened to me. Yes, I want to be a better person because I'm not going to allow my past to dictate my future, and that's what you're doing. And that's why I say we as survivors will do what we can to make sure you're heard, to make sure people of your age group can see that I'm not alone. Because there are so many teenage girls that are hurting. There's so many teenage girls that right now are going through what you've gone through. There are so many teenage girls and boys that feel like they can't talk to anyone. Because like you said, they're not going to believe me. Or they're going to blame me for it. They're going to get mad at me. But for someone like yourself to say, hey, I understand you. Hey, I'm not going to judge you. Hey, I'm here for you. Hey, this is what I did. This is what would probably be better. Because I did this, and this is how that turned out. And because you all are in the same age group, they'll be more attentive to listen to you than an adult. And then to see you, your smiling face, like I say, you are a beautiful young lady. To see you, keep your head up, your shoulders back, and you keep striving for better. You keep working towards better. You educate yourself job-wise. Hey, okay, you realize I need to be in a place I can call my own. And you've done all that in a very short period of time I've known you. You're very independent. And that's something about survivors. We are very independent. Sometimes we're so we're too independent. Because we feel like we can only rely on ourselves because everybody else has let us down. Oh my god. So no, I just, we're here. We're not going anywhere. Stephanie, do you want to say anything? Stephanie, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. I can, you? can now. Yes. Okay. No. Um. Just keep your head up. You know, we're we're here for you. No matter what time. And we really appreciate you speaking up. Uh, I'm, I was really impressed when you said that you spoke out uh, or spoke up to the person on Facebook. That meant a lot because now that person knows that they actually have somebody to go to. And at the time that you you went to that person, you know, spoke volumes right there. So just keep doing what you're doing, um, and I see you really progressing. And just like you're there for others, then many will be there for you. Just like we're there for you. Thank you. Thank you. You're now welcome. Now, Miss Fields, you you have any um thing you you want to close out for Miss Tynesha?
2: I just want to say the little part that I did hear about your story. So amazing. And um, I think that it's so real that there are so many lives that you can touch um, with your age and then being so bold and so courageous because a lot of times, uh, a lot of times we, I mean, a lot of people don't, you know, you don't stand up for yourself, especially not that young, to get that, that kind of strength. And that kind of strength comes from above, honey. So he didn't exactly. just give you that strength, strength for naught. He gave you this strength for a purpose. And then just stepping out and speaking to other people who need you on Facebook or even people who you don't even know. I mean, it's so many people. I just started this ministry with a foster home um, with children, and it's like it's, it's a big thing. Like a lot of them don't have anybody, and they don't they don't seem like they have a voice. So even to just step up and just take your own voice back and start making those steps to go in the uh, in the direction for you is great and it's good, especially at your age. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you, girl. Very proud
1: mm-hmm. you doing
2: your thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you give me courage and strength to know, you know, that, that I can do it my own self. Because like she said earlier, sometimes you have those feelings. It's a fight every day. And just because, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm okay today, don't mean you won't have a peak or a valley tomorrow. You know, but you keep fighting and you keep moving and you keep searching, keep searching for those precious, and you know that you got this.
1: Thank you. So, Miss Tanisha, as you can see, you have support, honey. We are here for you, we are so proud of you. We want to let you know that, and like I said, you and I, we're connected. I told you, you you won't be able to get rid of me. We've already had that discussion because I love you like my child in a very short period of time because we had that bond. And I just want to let you know, once again, it doesn't matter because I want to make sure you succeed in life. I want to make sure... Because the devil is going to bring so many speed bumps, honey. And if you're driving really fast, you might fly over that speed bump. And then, you know, when you fly over a speed bump in your car, in your car, you come back down, you do some damage, you got to stop, slow down, put it in the shop, and that means it's not being worked, it's not being used. We don't want that to happen. We want God to always be able to use you. And seeing all of that, What I simply mean is we don't want your past to dictate your future in a negative way. We all use our past to change lives, to touch lives, to show people, yes, you've gone through this. So have I. If God brought me through, he can do the same for you. So I just want to make sure when those speed bumps that the devil lays in front of you, because he lays them in front of me all the time, that you approach them with caution and acknowledge whatever that situation may be. So when you go over that speed bump, you come over on the other side unscathed. So you look back and say, ha, that didn't stop me. We're going to always, always, always have those moments. As Ms. Fields say. we're at our high and then we can be at our low. You know you have someone to call when you're at your low. There are times when we were at our low, we didn't have someone to call. We called on Jesus. You have someone that understands. And that's what you're going to be for others. You're going to be that light for others that know that they have someone else that they can call, someone that can relate to them. And all of those things that you all do, all the social media sites that you all be on, It's there's so much, Tanisha, that you can do. I do want to thank you. That hour goes by really fast. I want to see. Is there anything that you want to say before we get off the air? So, Miss Tynesia?
0: Yes. Um, never give up on yourself, no matter what situation that you're going through, whether it's good or bad. Just always look up to the man upstairs because he's going to have your back regardless. Even if you've done evil, he's still going to love you for who you are and support you and be there for you and make sure that you get through your hard times.
1: Wow. Honey, God has something in store you I get to tell I get to say that to somebody else as much as I hear it I get to tell it to you God has something in store for you. I love you I am so proud of you and I am always just a phone call away. I want to thank everyone that took the time out to listen to this powerful amazing strong Tynesha Wade, did I say She's only 19 In case you didn't catch that beginning She is only 19 years old Wow She will be on our, on our show Look forward to be on the television show So you can actually see her Reach out to her You'll be hearing more From her Promise that Until next week You all have a blessed evening Thank you for joining our show. Good night.
0: Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, where doctors are developing new approaches in cancer detection and treatment with one goal, ending cancer. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com.